Welcome back to the Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we have a pretty interesting and unique potential pick, don't we, Taylor? That's right, Chris. Um, Of course, all of our picks, we do various types of media, and of course, we're very excited about this one about today. As you know, from listening to our first inaugural actual episode, we talked about our passion of the man known as Jim Carrey, and we were Mm -hmm. very excited because today's pick is on his first book and collaboration titled Memoirs and Misinformation. Now, it's actually, it's actually his second book. He's it's his second book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but this is his first book, I believe, with yeah, uh, Dana Vacon. And um, this is a very, it's hard to kind of put this into a category because it is in some ways a real life memoir of his life. Yes. But it's also highly fictional and has a lot of satire and a lot of parody in it. Well, the line on the back really clearly gives you the warning. He says, quote from Jim Carrey, none of this Mm -hmm. is real and all of this is true. So it is, I think we didn't realize what we were getting into. Now, the good thing today is pick. It's not going to be any spoilers because it's not a spoiler. You really have to read this for yourself to Mm -hmm. get it all. It's not a long read. This is about 255 pages. So it's not a long one. Uh, It's pretty, you know, uh, short overall compared to you know maybe some long more books raised to like fantasy books but Mm -hmm. this is a book that it's it's it is like i said it's kind of a fictional but somewhat truthful uh novel here and it's about a fictionalized version of jim carrey so although there's a lot of stuff that he's talking about in this book we're kind of seeing a uh, you know kind of like when um i love like in movies when you see actors play themselves but it's like a different version of themselves but it's like, uh, it's like, you know, this is the end. Uh, a lot of those actors, they're, they're playing themselves, but it's almost like a fictionalized it's alter very, version of themselves. Very, yeah. yeah, very extreme version. So Almost uh, meta, if you will, is kind of what this book is a lot about. I so would, yeah, it's a perfect way to describe it. Absolutely. The concept of this book or what really is happening is it's, it's Jim Carrey, and we're seeing Jim Carrey at his current, what his age would be now. And he's kind of looking at his life and seeing, like, does he still matter as an artist and as a person? And where does he go in this current you know, world with all this social media? And, you know, we're starting to see all these crackdowns of, of not only government, but also especially Hollywood, you know, the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. uh, who's controlling what. And he's kind of trying to figure out where does he belong and all that. You know, he, he, he's this great icon that's been known and beloved around the world. But is he still that same person? Does he still fit that mold? And that's a very... And, it goes in and out of a lot of odd yes. comedy bits, as you would think from Jim Carrey about like what, what would be a next step of career, which is why like one of the funniest things I thought of this, of this film was that looking at Hollywood and the, you know, this huge conversation going on, on especially today about should people who are not of color play characters of color or, you know, when whitewashing happens. And a big part of this book is that, He's potentially going to be making a movie where he plays Mao, <laughs> like the yeah, Mao Zedong like, reincarnated as Jim yeah. Carrey. Yeah, but so, through Jim Carrey, you know, strange, strange concept, but it's it's quite funny the way they tell. Yeah, 
Um, so, and yeah, and there's the, also the idea of identity, you know, what Jim Carrey is he trying to be? Is he trying to be the Jim Carrey that everyone wants him to be or was, or is, you know, he just doesn't even know who he is anymore. And there, and this really is a passion project of his, because I know we've talked about this at length for the last several years, many years, he has had a disillusionment with Hollywood, rightfully so, and about you know, what um, What the brand of Jim Carrey is all about. And his career mm-hmm. has gone through a lot, but I mean, he has continually had staying relevant. I think, you know, his heyday, of course, of the 90s and, you know, 2000s when he really had blown up. But I think this one is is, a, is kind of a, a love slash hate letter to Hollywood and, and sometimes the absurdity of it. That's what great about this book. There is so much absurdity. There's a... I mean, yeah, the other <laughs> absurdity is that because more than likely that movie would never be made of course yeah is that then he's 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 being egged on egged on which is this is a slight truth not the actual movie title but you know this idea that to stay relevant he has to kind of do these family comedies which he has had quite a few in the, his last 10 years of his career and he's being egged on to do star in this movie hungry hungry hippos <laughs> a full cgi you know animated uh movie from disney called Hungry Hungry Hippos and this idea that he he doesn't want to do it because he's like I'm not I'm not doing those kind of movies anymore I you know I'm staying true to me as an artist but in the end he has to do it because he wants to stay relevant he feels exactly. like if he doesn't stay relevant are people still remembering Jim Carrey and that's such well, a it's concept the, of, the whole book the like the old concept of like Tinkerbell like a fairy if you don't you know clap clap your hands uh that you know they don't mm-hmm. they don't stay alive so he has to continue to stay in the spotlight and there's also these themes of that he's just very lonely there's this uh, loneliness he's very he's lonely and there's a lot that, this is where i feel a lot of it is truthful yes yeah. uh, it's not been uh it's not not known that jim carrey has suffered with depression mm-hmm. and uh you know he's very kind of zen like nowadays you see a lot of him talking about uh being at peace and uh knowing you know what is existence? Are we even existing in this universe? Are we yeah. even real? He's he's kind of gone down that path. And that's a lot in this book is he's he's constantly wanting attention and love. And it goes back a lot to his parents, which is where I thought it was kind of like that um, therapeutical kind of idea for writing this book is that I think he does talk about his parents and his upbringing in Canada and how that not only inspired him to be who he is now in terms of a, you know, he, he learned a lot of comedy and stuff from, he says, you know, he's still to this day says his dad was one of the funniest people he ever knew. And yeah, uh, he talks a lot about that and 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 missing, missing his parents, you know? And I think, yeah, that his dad was a huge influence. And of course, like you're saying his upbringing and, and I think it's funny because I know I've talked to some, some comedians that, they have said sometimes the funniest people they know aren't professional comedians. And I think mm-hmm. it's true to that, that such an inspiration and the fact that his themes of his dad, especially keeps going back, which I really like because that has been such a part of his career and his life in Hollywood and the spotlight is he's constantly referred back to his upbringing. Of course mm-hmm. he, he had to, you know, he dropped out of high school to really help, you know, help his family out working. I mean, he was a janitor and, and all these things. So, you know, he, he came from very, very, very humble upbringings. And mm-hmm. I mean, his dad worked his whole life to, you know, and then lost his job. And then he, you know, comedy was that source of happiness, entertainment. And that was what he knew. And then, of course, it 
transformed and, and catapulted him to a career that we all know and love. So you're absolutely right. And I think if you definitely have a, a deep love of family and, you know, your roots, that definitely resonates well in this book, I think, because there are so many callbacks to that, whether it's he's um, seeing a vision of his dad or uh-huh. just looking back at these simpler, humble times. Yeah, it's it really blew me away because I really I really felt the love and, and thought back into his family when when you're reading this. And I guess in a way you would you would think that because Jim Carrey is is so known to be this over the top funny comedic actor who who'll go to any length to get someone to smile, he'll he'll do anything to get a laugh, that we wouldn't get a kind of straightforward just biography because it would be almost like too simple. And this is almost yeah. kind of like a, a fun way for him to tell his story, but to go into that absurd place of of uh, really deep emotion, but also strange concepts. Uh, like we said, it's it's a lot of satire of Hollywood, but also it's very uh, fantasy like at times. And it's a lot of like, he goes into like dream states a lot, or he goes into things that are, you're like, wait, is this real or not real? And then he wakes up again. Yeah. Another thing I think is really funny about this book is constantly throughout the book is there's a lot of other celebrities in the book, whether he's yeah. hanging out with them, he's having meetings with them, he's working on a movie with them. And some, <laughs> some of the things in this are like really funny. And like, you're well, like, it, well, is it true? Is it not like, but Nick Cage, his, his, yeah, his, his friendship, his, his friendship yeah. with Nicholas Cage is just great. And you're absolutely right. I mean, this callback, we're talking about this, you know, blown up uh, large than life figures. I mean, you've got a lot of, celebrities that are in this um Gwyneth Paltrow and Kelsey Grammer too cracked me up because he just was this very there's a whole scene where Kelsey Grammer just won't he won't shut up he keeps yeah. trying to step in and there's like a I think it was like a guru kind of character right yeah a like, lot of these are, he's like are, Kelsey just shut up yeah it's just and it was I, the way it was written it was I could even you know I just recently watched the entire series of Frasier yeah and so like I have I have Kelsey Grammer in my head you know from the last few months and Reading it, I could totally see him saying this stuff, even though it's probably not true. But it was just funny the way it was all written. And then uh, the Nick Cage stuff, you know, the way everything that was written for Nick Cage, even if this was a complete satire, not true, sounded like he would have said it. Like, (laughs) he goes on to talk about, like, he's like, I'm I'm indestructible against alien beams. Like he, he goes on this whole yeah, thing went, about like, he's I went like, and found this sort of Excalibur, which I, I found Excalibur. My, my I bought it for like $2 million. It was, you know, and you're <laughs> like, what? And he's like, uh, aliens. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, indestructible to aliens. Uh, they can't get me. It's their, like, death, their death rays can't take me. And Jim's <laughs> just like, you're wild, man. And he's like, you're wild too. And it's like, like just the friendship of them too was really cracked me up. But, I did really, I think a huge central part of this book, and you touched about earlier, Taylor, is that it's that sense of identity. Is that, is he himself still Jim Carrey or is he just a brand now? Is he just this kind of, you know, is he just something that's a a product to sell, to make money in these movies? And there was this whole chapter that really got really intense about, he's like, you're not really Jim Carrey anymore. You're owned by this company that's owned by this company. And this company's going to make a movie so that you have to do what you're doing because you're in a contract. And it's just like, he, he almost felt like he doesn't have any freedom to say what he wants anymore because he has to do what he has to do in terms of, you know, he's signed a contract or yeah. he's under this, you know? And I thought that was really important because 
I think of Jim Carrey now, and we talk, we did talk about this in our inaugural episode. But you know, I mentioned how I wasn't the biggest fan of his work in Sonic the Hedgehog, and that I think was because I was like, well, we're in our early 30s seeing this movie. We're not 15 year olds laughing at butt jokes anymore. And had I been 15, maybe I would have got the humor more. Yeah. But seeing the last couple of years of what movies he's been choosing to do it felt almost out of character for what he's been speaking about and talking about to do a family movie like that. Yeah, so absolutely right. I mean, kind of like in a way, the way, the way he's talking about it in the book, it's like, was he forced to do that? Was that actually a choice he wanted to do? You know, it's very, uh, where's the reading between the lines? Yeah, exactly. And um, going back to identity and that sense of loneliness, uh, there's a lot of, you know, talk about his relationships and his romantic life in there. And there, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there was, uh, he had some, he had some tough uh, luck with love uh, in the most recent years. So I think that was really touched upon in there, which mm-hmm. I think was, again, goes with the whole sense of identity and just, you're right. I mean, and I think this book, what, it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or you like Jim Carrey, you even know who Jim Carrey is. Hopefully you do. If, if you're picking up this book now, you maybe just came out of the cave uh, that you were stuck in or you're cryogenically frozen. But I think what's great about it is these are themes that, we all can kind of agree with. I mean, yes, maybe not of all of us celebrity. We may be one day, you'll be podcasters from the future listening to this now, like man, humble beginnings. But think about it. We live in an age with social media. We are all famous as any Warhol said it for, you know, we've all become part of the Truman show. Yeah. And we're all brand. We we saw that movie and everyone thought it was so, you know, uh, unique for the time. And now now. we are constantly, wanting to be filmed we want attention and that is a big theme of the book is that he he still wants that but he's also afraid of it and and he wants it on his terms on his terms and unfortunately hollywood isn't you know they're like we want him because he's a star but we want him in these movies that are you know yeah uh, not really fulfilling his uh true uh love as an artist so yeah yeah i i want to say this was it was an interesting read it took me little longer than I was expecting. I had some breaks in there, but it's very enjoyable. It's, it's almost, like I said, it's a little therapeutical. I think it's something that you can read and you can kind of even think about your life and also think about where we are today with, uh, I think this is a good book to read with the COVID situation and kind of readjusting what's important in your life and what's, what really matters. So um, yeah, I recommend this book. I thought it was, it's a, it's a, it's a fun one, especially as a love for Jim Carrey. It's a little bonkers at times. There's times you're going to laugh. There's also times you're going to take and go, oh, wow. That, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And I, I, I agree as well. And you know what I think is very interesting, the fact that you mentioned is a, as a, you know, during this time with COVID-19 and everything, um, the end of the book, not spoiling anything, but it's almost uh, very interesting how uh, reading it now what's going on, it's kind of very symbolic uh, mm-hmm. for what's happening. And so I know with, you know, this book deals with things that we're, you know, focused on right now with isolation, sense of identity, you know, especially people that are involved in what they say, non-essential workers. And, you know, case in point right here, Chris, you know, as a live performer and entertainment, you know, there is a call for that now more than ever, because I think that what's going on is we need to continue to rally against, uh, you know, fighting against you know, bad mental health and make, making sure that we are connecting. And that's what this book is all about. I think really some of the main themes of identity, connecting uh, who we are and who we will be. 
So you're right. Let definitely pick up this book, you know, buy it online. If you're staying inside still uh, go out and pick it up. I was very excited about this book and it was different than I expected, but I was pleasantly surprised with the end result. So I, I hope to see more uh, collaborating. Yeah. Well, I read, I read that he said that he, he, he really had a great experience writing this with Dana Vacon. So hopefully this will be the first of just maybe, you know, hopefully they'll work on something else together. Yeah. Um, cause I thought they, you know, they worked well as a team, uh, for this book. So we definitely recommend memoirs and misinformation, a novel by Jim Carrey and Dana Vacon. And that was this week's potential pick.